0: Hello and welcome to episode 337 of the UK True Crime Podcast, I'm Adam. I think for now we'll put a temporary pause on any references to the Mighty United. Today we return to the world of drug smuggling, which, if you put all the morals of importing and selling drugs to one side, from a business, a sheer business point of view, it's the most massive gamble. A huge success can see the criminals make amounts of money, massive amounts of money, But like any high-stakes gamble, when the stakes are this high, losing the bet brings dire consequences. I've got a load going on in my crime podcast world at the moment. I'm super excited that the first of my monthly columns for Best Magazine is out today in All Good News Agents and online too. It's about the unsolved murder of Carol Clark in Gloucestershire in 1993, so don't be surprised if you see my boyish good looks in waiting rooms everywhere. And if you haven't seen my weekly videos, you can access them all on YouTube by just searching UK True Crime Live. My weekly blog is on the website at UKTrueCrime.com and finally, my book about Scottish serial killer Angus Sinclair, Gone Fishing, is finally back on sale on Amazon. For a signed copy, just join me as an annual member at Patreon. Okay, we've got all that out of the way, I'm delighted that today's podcast is sponsored by Canva. Creating visual content is an essential part of what I do. You may have seen some of my social posts, my videos and so on, but you'd have gathered that for me the creative process hasn't always been easy, it doesn't come naturally to me, it's fair to say, and you know, some of my efforts have been embarrassingly poor. Canva for Teams is a design platform that makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format, from social media posts to videos, presentations, and websites. I spoke a few weeks ago about the range of templates which have transformed my design world, they really have. And recently, I've been using Canva's AI-powered magic features such as Magic Design. With this, you simply unload an image, with this, you simply upload an image, and watch as a collection of unique templates appear, curated specifically for you. You then customize them to your liking, or simply finish them with a few personal touches. It's pretty cool, huh? Design and collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E. Slash True Crime for a free 45-day extended trial. Canva.me/Slash True Crime. Okay, so let's set some context for today's story with our guest, the Month and Year Game. Top of the UK charts was Bad Habits from Ed Sheeran. In the US top spot was Butter from BTS. (laughs) And in Australia, the top album this week was Donda from Kanye West. In the news this month, that shy and modest footballer Ronaldo broke the world record for goals in men's football with number 111. The Nigerian government announced it was suspending Twitter indefinitely after it removed a post by the president. El Salvador became the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. The Netflix drama Squid Game premiered. Were you a fan? And this month saw former police officer Wayne Cousins, who had pleaded guilty to the murder of Sarah Everard, sentenced at the Old Bailey to a whole life tariff. You may recall that the judge called the case devastating, tragic and wholly brutal. And he told Cousins how he had eroded public confidence in the police. So did you guess the month and year? It was September 2021. You got it for once? Or did you just miss out? Let's get going with today's story, which starts near Guernsey in the Channel Islands, which is the most western of the Channel Islands, about 30 miles west of Normandy in France. On the 9th of September 2021, the 37-metre boat Kahu had just passed Guernsey on its approach towards England. Kahu was a decommissioned New Zealand Navy patrol boat that had been converted into a family-friendly vessel by boosting its power and range as well as its comfort. Although impressive, it didn't have any of that gaudy, look-at-me, look-at-me appeal of so many super yachts. So whilst it was admired when in port, it didn't draw the same sort of attention as those super yachts that we, that we read about in the in the worst sort of papers. It had been bought by an international drugs gang for importing drugs. So while it had to be large enough to contain a big haul of drugs, it helped that it didn't stand out and draw the attention of crowds. On this journey, the boat had set sail from the UK from Port St. Charles in Barbados on the 27th of August. On board the boat was a crew of five from Nicaragua, along with 33-year-old Englishman Andrew Cole. Not him. Andrew was from Stockton Tees in the northeast, and in many ways, even now, he couldn't quite believe what he was doing. He'd always lived a pretty straightforward, law-abiding life, but then he got into drugs in a big way. And here he was on board the Kahoo as the key link between members of an international drugs gang and a UK group. Andrew was listed as crew on the manifest, but his role was a very clear one. It was up to him to ensure the safe receipts, passage and transfer of the cocaine to a crew who were going to come out from the UK to take delivery of it near the English Channel. And as they passed Guernsey, he knew that this was the most dangerous part of the operation into which he had played a key role so far. Before the Jamaican flag car who had set sail, Andrew had travelled to Costa Rica and Panama in May 2021. He then flew from Panama to Miami in July and the following day he flew to Barbados where the Carhu arrived on July the 29th from Florida. Once out at sea, the Carhu met another vessel coming from Suriname in South America to take possession of the drugs before continuing its trip across the Atlantic. Andrew kept in touch with all the necessary people on both sides during the trip across the Atlantic using a Samsung mobile phone. On August the 28th, he sends a message, Count is complete, 2,000 bits, which meant that 2,000 kilos of cocaine had been handed over to the Kahu. Andrew said he would provide further text updates during the course of the journey to one of the organisers using the name Carlos or Rembrandt. He sent another message saying he was looking forward to getting back to the UK and speaking to one of his bosses at one of the gangs called Julio, he said, He was looking forward to making you proud, boss. He added in this message that he and the crew were in good spirits. The cocaine was sealed in 2,000 packages to ensure they were waterproof, as the plan was to drop them into the sea. It was good quality stuff between 60 and 86% pure and worth around about 80 million wholesale, or double that in street values. The drugs were so heavy they were put into 96 separate bags and distributed around the yacht evenly to avoid causing instability. To transfer the drugs, when the Kahu made it as far as the shipping lane off the Isle of Wight, the plan was to float the 200 packages of cocaine in cargo nets held up by more than 100 life jackets. The UK team would be alerted by a message from Andrew which said, The Willy is free. Presumably a reference to the film about the dolphin, but who knows? and then a shore team would leave Southampton in another boat to pick up the gear. Andrew had previously supplied drawings to the gang to show exactly how the transfer to the offloading crew would happen. And he would personally be ensuring all went to plan by going into the sea from the Cahu's swimming platform to release the packaged drugs into the water. Once the handover was complete, Andrew planned to leave with the offloading crew and returned to the UK as the Kahu would sail on to Rotterdam. But as the Kahu cruised past Guernsey in the evening, it was a Thursday evening, Andrew thought he heard a noise, or was it just his imagination playing tricks on him? He then clearly heard noises, and saw two vessels approach, and to his horror, he realised that it was the 42 metre border force cutter called Searcher, along with a 19-metre Coastal Patrol vessel alert. The gang had been rumbled. I'm just taking a moment out to let you know that today's episode of the UK True Crime Podcast comes to you during a momentous week in the calendar. Well, yes, there is the coronation, but also the launch of our very own Bloodhound Gin. If you've been following my recent episodes, you will know that together with Chrissy and Simon, the founders of Percy, my local Highland Gin Distillers, we've created a unique premium gin that is the perfect accompaniment to your favourite podcast, either sitting by the fire or outdoors in the summer sun. With grassy notes and hints of floral and cinnamon, it is wonderfully delicious. But that's not all. Inspired by my love for my rescue dogs, Buckley and Dizzy Rascal, every bottle of UK True Crime Bloodhound Gin adds a donation to the PADS Canine Charity and of course it supports this podcast too. Now with the label chosen by you, our listeners, Bloodhound Gin launches today. So go to Instagram at UK True Crime to see Simon mix the perfect Bloodhound cocktail to celebrate. And head over to PercyDistillery.com slash UKTC and get 10% off using the code UKTC, that's UK adults only. Links are in the show notes and the socials. Happy Bloodhound Day. This was the nightmare he'd been dreading. And as the vessels approached, Andrew sent another text to his boss saying, we are getting boarded. The response that came back, which was unread, said, throw the SAT phones what you use Throw all phones. Did you copy? Throw all phones. Andrew didn't follow this last order and somewhat bizarrely videoed the Border Force officers boarding the vessel before he then tried to smash the phone. But by failing to do so, he succeeded in videoing the whole operation in real time as the Border Force officers boarded the vessel. Andrew and the crew didn't resist and the vessel was escorted into a marina in Plymouth on the southwest coast of England about 80 miles away, where the drugs were unloaded. The media were there as Andrew and the crew members were arrested and taken away, as the authorities talked about the significance of the haul and the great work that had enabled them to disrupt such a major operation. Of course the reality is they have no idea exactly how many operations are actually successful, so it is understandable they make such a big deal about any operations they do prevent. It acts as a deterrent, I guess, and also helps law enforcement hit their targets. They reckon, but of course it's a very inexact science, that most of the UK's drugs arrive via shipping container, although yachts like Kahoo do remain a persistent threat. But let's make no mistake about why criminal gangs are drawn to the big money involved, as cocaine use is so widespread in the UK nowadays. The National Crime Agency's Strategic Threat Assessment suggests that the UK cocaine market is almost £26 million daily. Consumption is believed to be up 290% on the last decade at a staggering 117 tonnes per year. So how did the authorities learn about the plot? Well, we are seeing the EncroChat cases come to court and this is very similar but it was called Operation Ironside. It was an operation run by global intelligence agencies, which has seen well over 100 organised crime members charged after the development of a world-leading capability to see encrypted communications used exclusively by organised crime. It came about after the shutdown of the Canadian secure messaging company Phantom Secure in March 2018. This left a vacuum for organised crime needing a different secure communications network. And rather than just go after all the other systems, the FBI created their own service, which was then distributed to criminal networks by word of mouth. Unlike your mobile phone, the devices developed aren't for checking the internet or making calls, but purely for secure messaging. The FBI recruited a collaborator, who was developing a next-generation secure messaging platform for the criminal underworld called ANOM. This collaborator designed the system so that any message sent was also copied to the intelligence agency. Of course, anyone running an international organised crime operation is no fool and ANOM took time to gain acceptance in the criminal underworld. But the timing was good, as at the same time that ANOM was launched, in October 2019, other secure platforms used by criminals were taken down by the police. As you know, we are seeing some fascinating court cases at this time as a result of the authorities infiltrating EncroChat and Sky ECC. Of course, once a gang has enjoyed the benefits of secure communications, which makes everything so much easier to carry out their ops, they wanted another. So this desire per organised criminals in the market for a new application and the FBI's platform came along at the right time. It was estimated in 18 months, the agency provided phones via unsuspecting middlemen to organise criminal gangs in more than 100 countries, leading authorities to collect more than 27 million messages from about 12,000 devices in 45 languages. That's a big operation. And so Andrew Cole and his bosses had been unaware that throughout the whole of their plot, their plans had been known to law enforcement. At Exeter Crown Court, 33-year-old Andrew Cole admitted arranging the carriage of controlled goods. The skipper of the Carhu and four other members of the crew all denied the charge, claiming they were unaware of the cargo. They were all cleared of drug smuggling at a trial at Plymouth Crown Court. Ahead of sentencing for Cole... David Burgess, who was representing him, argued for leniency as his client was not running the whole operation. Cole's messages to his bosses showed he was not at the top of the gang and was purely following instructions throughout. He even wrote a letter to the judge expressing his genuine remorse, although the cynics among you will have your own view on his motivations for doing that. Cole was jailed for 18 years by Judge Peter Johnson. Judge Johnson told him the drugs would have caused untold misery to families and communities if they had reached the streets of Britain. This was a well-organised and sophisticated operation, which was thwarted by your interception. This was a massive importation, and the profits would have been astronomical. The profits are substantial, and so are the punishments. In terms of naval commands, while Julio may have been the admiral, you were the commodore. This was a massive operation, one of the largest this court has ever seen. After the sentencing, Gavin Heckles, the National Crime Agency operations manager, said, This was a huge haul of cocaine, which we and our law enforcement partners have prevented coming into the UK drugs market and being sold across UK communities where it would have fuelled more crime. Boats and their owners are a strange bunch. Just me having owned enough boats, I know. The former owner of the Carhu watched on in disbelief at what had happened to his much-loved boat. Peter White Robinson, originally from New Zealand, who now lives in Vancouver, followed the developments. When the police released photos of the seizure, he commented how the interior had barely changed since he sold the boat in 2013 he bought it as he'd wanted to treat his family to the adventure of a lifetime by sailing around the world, so he bought the vessel from the New Zealand Navy and converted it. It was a real labour of love and by 2012 it was finally ready and the family embarked on their planned two and a half year journey along with France. A year after they left Auckland they landed on Vancouver Island, but when they arrived the news wasn't good and his yacht building company was facing a financial crisis. He was at risk of losing everything, so to keep the people who worked for him in business, he sold his whole company, including kahu to the buyer of a super yacht he was in the middle of building. After the ship was sold, he didn't follow it too much, he said, because it hurt just to get too close to it, so I just let things happen. But it was strange to look at the boat and see her again in such circumstance. He said, "I miss her in that way." It would probably be a sensible vessel to use in a way. It was a good practical vessel, and it flies under the radar a bit. It was a nice boat, but not a great big super yacht. I guess they did it because it was reasonably discreet. Seized under the Proceeds of Crime Act, the car who sat in Torbay Marina until the National Crime Agency instructed an auction company to sell it. In April 2022, the car who had a new owner who paid £473,000 to own the boat. So what do you make of what we've heard today? Can you imagine that moment just before Cole saw the board of force cutters arriving? Imagine that nervous anticipation as the car who motored past the Channel Islands, knowing that the key moment in this whole operation was approaching, not just of this trip, but also of his lifetime. It was that significant. Everything for the rest of his life rested on the next few hours. And then the noise of those cutters fainted first, and then the reality hit that they'd been found out. I'm not quite sure why he filmed the boarding or why he failed to throw the phone over the side. Surely that'd be your natural instinct. But as the law enforcement agencies had all the information from the Compromised Secure Messaging Service, I guess it didn't really make too much difference. So as you listen to this podcast, please spare a thought for Cole in his cell with at least another 10 years to serve of his sentence. I wonder if he asks himself, just was it worth it taking such a huge risk? I bet he does, and I think we can all guess the answer he arrives at too. But the depressing thought is that with the size of the cocaine market here in the UK, and organised crime is now such big business, the loss of gear on the car has just opened up a gap in the market for potentially another new entrant into this financially lucrative market thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the UK true crime podcast to discuss this story or any other aspect of UK true crime please join over 90,000 of us at the Facebook group and to support the show and access bonus episodes and other exclusive content please join my community at patreon.com slash UK true A huge thank you to all the latest supporters at Patreon. That is Kerry-Ann Adams, Jamie, Helen Lane and a huge welcome back to Michael Webb. Thank you all so much. Let me finish with an update about UK True Crime Bloodhound Gin. All the links to UK True Crime Bloodhound Gin are in the show notes and you can follow the story on Instagram at UK True Crime and on all my other social channels. As it's launch Celebration Week, I met up with Simon, co-founder of Percy, who showed me how to make an incredible Bloodhound Gin cocktail. I can tell you, it was absolutely sublime. So on that note, that is all for me for another week. So whatever you have planned for this first week of May, enjoy. And despite all the others, it's always the others, isn't it? Please do stay classy. Cheerio for now. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands.